Hello, and welcome to the Daily Action Podcast, where we scour the sports universe and make picks on the most exciting events of the day. It is Tuesday, the 22nd of September. I'm joined by Alex. Alex, how did you do this weekend? Oh, it was an exciting weekend. A lot of football. A lot of football on Saturday. College football, We went. I went one and one. Uh, UCF covered the spread, but Appalachian State did not. My big day came on Sunday with NFL. Um, I was 12-5 and five against the spread this week and 2-0 and oh with my locks of the week. My locks were the over in the Cowboys-Falcons game. I did not have to worry about that one. My other lock of the week was the Packers minus 6.5 versus the Lions. I also did not have to worry about that one. So that brings my locks of the week to 4-0 and oh on the year, two weeks in. So hopefully we continue that trend coming into next next Sunday. Absolutely. I had... Uh, first of all, very impressive. Um, you've you're you're definitely seeing things. I think through a, a very clear light right now, which is uh, always good when you're making making picks that matter or that or that don't. Um, I think I made one of the best bets I've ever made this weekend, and uh, I think if you remember our call our our podcast on Saturday, uh, or perhaps it was Friday, when we reviewed college football. Um, do you remember what I said about that Clemson game? Yes, I do. They're going to give, they're given 49 and a half, I think is what the line was at at that time. Might even been 51 by then. Um, But I said, if you can get that first half line under 36 and a half, take that because they're going to put up a ton of points and then they're going to stop scoring. That's how college football works. So I found it at 34 and a half. I took it. Clearly, I was feeling great. 49, nothing. And the over-under was 56, and I think they were given 51 or something like that. Uh, and the game ended at 49 nothing. It was one of the best bets I've ever made. Yep, you called that. That was, that was a great pick. Um, so I felt, I felt really good about that. Uh, NFL, I, um, I went really big on that, on that Packers game. I felt really confident about that. Aaron Rodgers has got a chip on his shoulder. Clearly, he's got something to prove. Um, and he's got a good team. Before we go too deep into uh, what this week looks like, and I'm sure we've got some NBA, you know, and, and we want to cover that. What is your take on the injury situation this week? Because yeah, it was just it was relentless this weekend. I mean, it was injury after injury. Uh, bummer. Uh, a lot of big name players, Saquon Barkley out for the year, Cortland Sutton out for the year. I know McCaffrey's banged up out four to six weeks. I mean, the list can just go on and on. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to take away from it other than it's a bummer. I mean, we never want to lose studs in the NFL. I think obviously from a fantasy football perspective, it's going to be tough to replace some of these guys. You have to hit the waiver wire hard. And then, uh, just quick note, thoughts and prayers to James White and his family. That was devastating news to hear before the game and, uh, thinking about him and his family and wishing him the best. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly sad. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I felt I was watching. I mean, we, we you know, internally, we, we posted that list of all of those injuries and it was like it was relentless. It wouldn't actually stop. Um, not to mention Tyrod Taylor not taking the field before that Chargers game. Uh, I would say if there is a surprise of the week for me, um, there were two things that stuck out. Uh, one, the Colts getting a W over the, the Vikings. That surprised me. I did not expect that to happen. Um, and two, how did the Chiefs not 
just absolutely manhandle that Chargers team with a rookie quarterback at the helm. Like yeah. no home field advantage, nothing. How did they not just how did they not put up 34 points in the first half? It was ugly to watch. Completely yeah. I mean, to comment on that game, I watched that game pretty closely, actually, and the Chargers had a pretty clear game plan. Obviously, they were being pretty conservative with their offensive play calls with Herbert at quarterback, but they just pounded the ball. I mean, their backup running back, Joshua Kelly, had 23 touches. Uh, Eckler had 20. So, I mean, their game plan was to run, 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 and that Chiefs defensive line was worn worn down by the second half, and the time of possession battle I don't think was close. Uh, so I guess that might be the recipe to beat the Chiefs, run the ball, pick and choose your spots uh, when you're throwing, and then hope for the best. Hopefully Mahomes is having an off day. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they didn't end up winning. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Chiefs are definitely a little vulnerable on the defensive side of the ball, especially if, you know, a team is pounding the ball down their throats and controlling the uh, the possession battle. Yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, maybe and maybe they were maybe they were a little bit lax coming into that game. You know, maybe they didn't take it as seriously as that hyped up game one, Sean Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. You know, um, they tried. It looked like to use Tyreek Hill a little bit more. Every time that guy gets the ball in his hand, it's exciting. He's yeah. so fast. I mean, it's crazy. Um, so so that was cool to see. But they just like yeah. It, it, I don't know if it. To me, it didn't feel like they had a really strong game plan. It looked like it was just go out there, take care of business. This game is what it is. Let's just get it over with. But, I mean, it came down to a field goal and a tee, right? And that's for somebody who live-picked the Chargers, you know, or the uh, the the Chiefs giving four and a half, that, that, that OT field goal didn't, didn't bode well. So Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and also, too, they may have been, like you said, overlooking this game because, obviously – might be the game of the year coming up now next Monday night. Uh, they traveled to Baltimore to play the Ravens. So could have been overlooking it, uh, but excited for that game next Monday. Definitely. I'm sure most of America will be tuned into that one. Yeah. Uh, a game I did not watch, but a game that I, <clears throat> excuse me, watched highlights of uh, was this Cowboy Falcons game. Did you tune into that? I actually did watch – I had that game on one of the TVs I had in my setup. So, yeah, I was watching that game pretty closely. What was your take? Cowboys legit? Falcons terrible? Uh, I don't know. It could be a mix of both. I mean, the the, the Falcons came out and just looked amazing. At 20 nothing in the first quarter. Cowboys turned the ball over on a few of their first possessions. Zeke turned it over. Dak turned it over. And then, I guess, McCarthy had the, the halftime speech of, of his life, of anyone's life, I guess. That team looked different in the second half. Uh, Falcons collapsed. I mean, we've seen that before when they had a big lead in the Super Bowl, up 28-3 in the third quarter against the Patriots. Uh, but I still like that Falcons team. The receivers are really good. Ray Julio, Hayden Hurst at tight end. Todd Gurley at running back. He he touched the ball a lot. but was, was not effective in his yardage, but it's good to see him getting involved and see him healthy. But, yeah, the Cowboys turned it on. They have a lot of weapons on at wide receiver, Zeke, obviously. Dak had three rushing touchdowns. And I, I guess that team just can't, can't ever count them out with all those weapons. And their defense played differently in the second half. And they looked like a look, look, look like a legit football team. And I'm, I was happy for that win because I took them before the season to win that division at minus 120. So that was definitely good for, uh, for that bet. Nice. Very cool. Um, I wish I, I wish I watched more of it. I think the Cowboys are a really fun team to watch. It looked like they came together. 
Like yeah, it was one sideline body language and everything. It looked like they came together. And that onside kick too. Did you see that? Yeah, it was crazy. It was unbelievable. It was like a helicopter. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was good. Um, cool. Any other games you want to hone in on? I mean, I, I personally feel like I, I learned a lot. I think the Patriots are legit. I think the Seahawks are legit. I think the Ravens are legit. I think the Chiefs are legit. And if we're looking at, at four teams that if the, the matchups pan out right, that we could, you know, we could see playing for a Super Bowl appearance. Appearance, I think those those four teams could be in the mix. Yeah, um, would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. So I, 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 it's also cool to have that that Pats game in Sunday Night Football uh, against the Seahawks immediately followed the next week by um, by the Ravens Chiefs. Uh, part of me wishes the Ravens and Chiefs weren't playing this early in the year because I right. I, I want to see it. Like I, I want to see it when it matters. Can't wait for that. I know. Um, anything else? Top. Uh, I think maybe just to touch on the game yesterday. Uh, mm, yeah. Saints Raiders. Yep. Uh, the Raiders look impressive. I I got to give a lot of credit to John Gruden. That same team is definitely a solid team. One of the top teams in the NFL. Obviously missing. Probably the number one receiver in football, and Michael Thomas. But the Raiders came prepared. They were ready to go. They opened up that new stadium in fashion, and uh, congrats on them being 2-0. and mm-hmm. I had a lock yesterday in that over. Um, I was getting text messages at halftime, 17-17. Everybody was feeling real good about that pick. Yeah, that's a good bet. I, I had actually had the, the Raiders plus 5.5 when we uh, talked on Friday, and the line shifted all the way down to plus 4. So happy about that one. Nice. Um, cool. All right. So there's one thing that I, I, I feel kind of bad about in, you know, we talk about the most interesting things in sports. Uh, that's, that's kind of our, our whole shtick, right? We like to touch everything from the NHL to the WNBA to, you know, golf. Uh, Oh, quick recap on that. Hey, DeChambeau. Yep. He was one of my top 10 guys, uh, you know, to put anytime you can put eight golfers out there, uh, and one of them finishes with the W. Uh, you're in a good spot. So yeah, I felt yeah. good about um, very cool. So the other, uh, so one thing that we've we've completely passed on is the Stanley Cup. So I think we got to get Brian from from the pickup team on here. Maybe Friday. Maybe we'll get here. Maybe Thursday to talk a little bit about what what this next game looks like because they've got a game tonight. The series is tied at one one, which is incredibly exciting. It's a Tampa Bay Lightning um, playing the Dallas Stars. Uh, the Tampa Bay is favored in this game. Uh, they're minus 150. If I'm looking at taking a pick and I'm looking for, for more than anything, a, a value pick um, in a Stanley Cup matchup, I'm probably going to lean on the side of the team that is getting better value because I feel like it's a complete toss-up. I agree with that. And uh, that game's Wednesday night at 8 p.m. So a little rest day today. Oh, is that right? I'm looking at Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday at 8 p.m. But yeah, no, last night, I watched the end of last night's game. It was exciting. And uh, I'll definitely be tuning in to some of those games, but I I can't give a uh, legit cap on that because I just don't know that sport that well. All right. Let's get, let's get Brian in here maybe tomorrow then to give us a little breakdown of what's actually happening in hockey. That'd be great. He knows his stuff. He really does. Um, all right, so then what do we got today? We've got we've got some NBA tonight. We've got Lakers Nuggets, uh, and then I guess we've got an MLB slate, right? Correct, we do. Um, all right. Well, I was looking at the the Lakers Nuggets game. Um, six and a half 
these the line has been consistent. I swear, every game it's mm-hmm. six and a half. The over under is right around two twelve, two thirteen. Uh, it's the same thing tonight. I think the Lakers continue to win. I think the games stay relatively tight, and I think it's a defensive battle. So my pick on this game is the under two thirteen and a half. Um, I bet you know. I bet we see a, a one hundred eight ninety eight, a one hundred eight one hundred two type game. So I'm taking the under on that game. Yeah, my pick in that game is going to be uh, the Denver Nuggets. I think they're going to uh, come out and, and steal one here. Uh, I will take them plus six and a half, and maybe do a half a unit on the money line. Oh, cool! Uh, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how they respond to that Anthony Davis game winner. I mean, they should have won that game. The defense did not rotate on that play. He got a much better look than he should have. Uh, but I'm excited to see tonight. I'm excited to watch. Finally, a little break from football. I feel like I've forgotten about this series a little bit just because of all the uh, NFL on, all the college football on. But excited to tune back in and focus back on some NBA hoops. But yeah, give me the uh, the Nuggets plus six and a half. And if you're feel- if you're feeling really good, sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Maybe wait and take it live if you can get some better odds. But I think Denver Denver steals a game tonight. Okay, um, cool. I like that. I love that money line pick. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I still feel good about my my Super Bowl team. I still feel good about my NBA championship team, um, which is which is a good feeling to to have at this point. But there's a lot of a lot of time left on on both of those fronts. Um, all right. So the next thing uh, that I'm looking at is I'm looking at uh, in the MLB. I'm looking at the Mets game, and I'm looking at the over under. So the over under I've got in that game. Uh, is seven and a half. Uh, those teams are projected to score basically seven runs. <laughs> I think you're going to see a few more hits tonight um, and a few more runs tonight than we've seen lately. And so on that seven and a half line, I'm taking the over. It's Blake Snell versus Seth Lugo. Um, you know, the, the Mets technically are at home, but they're getting a run and a half. I think that means they're going to score. If they're going to score, I also think the, uh, I think the Rays are going to put up runs and we'll see nine runs in that game. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good call. I like that pick a lot. Uh, in the MLB tonight, I'm going to go into the New York Yankees, the other team in New York versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious here. Garrett Cole's on the mound for the Yankees. How could you not back this team? I'm going to take the Yankees minus one and a half, and I think their hitting will be enough tonight. And I think Cole, you know, shows his his ace stuff, which they paid him to be. And I think it'll be an easy win for the Yankees. Not going to overcomplicate it in the MLB tonight. Let's go, let's go, Yankees. All right, um, I like it. Well, that's so. Those are our picks tonight. Uh, let's get Brian on here tomorrow. We'll talk NHL. Um, come Wednesday, we'll have a conversation about uh, about golf this week. And, uh, and then, you know, Thursday going into Friday, we'll make our NFL picks. We are, we're right in the, right in the mix. And don't forget, uh, Augusta national and the masters is right around the corner here. So, uh, keep an eye on the PGA. It's a fun, fun sport to watch right now, Uh, but I, I enjoy it. Excited for it. Cool. All right, Alex. Thanks, man. Good luck tonight. Yep. Thanks. You too. See you.